of coziness in our lives. And what's cozier than a steaming mug of sweetness, a warm blanket, a cute dog, and a Hallmark movie? Welcome to the cabin, everybody. Hey, Emily. Hey, Gina. How's it going? Good. How you doing? Uh, well, you know, it's rainy and it's day 4,567. That's about right. Of quarantine. Remember, I have it in my notes. Yep. So, I under, I completely and legitimately understand the movie Groundhog Day now. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I never... Yeah. I thought, you know what? If I could do it if I could learn, like, learn everything. No, I was wrong. Because <laughs> we were just talking about this, the movie we're going to be talking about today. I know we both watched it, like, two weeks ago. Right. Uh, I can't even remember things, like... Because it all just kind of runs together. Well, and it's hard being a teacher. Yeah. Like, I thought, you know, when this, I'm like, I can do this because I've been digital for a long time. Paperless, no big deal. I can do this. It is so hard. Yeah, I know. And kids feel, feel like that they can talk to you any time of the day or night. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nope, you're right. I love it. Love it when I, of course, can't sleep and it's 1230 and I get an email from a kid working on my assignment. And I feel I mean, I have to answer them. I have to help them then because they're working on it then. Absolutely. And you're I mean, you're up anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. How's your family doing? Everybody's doing pretty good. Um, You know, I feel like some kids are really cut out for this and other kids aren't. Um, and I would say my girls are struggling mm-hmm. and my son is, he's doing okay. Um, he's doing okay. I mean, he's got a great attitude. The girls though, like my youngest, she just is starved for that interaction. And then my oldest, she just, she shines in a normal classroom setting. And mm-hmm. so the fact that she's struggling and she's a little behind, that's been a, that's been rough for us. So that's hard because yeah. she yeah. does. You're yeah. definitely right. Um, How about your guy? Well, you have been like an amazing friend all week because you have <laughs> listened to me all week long because he's two. Yeah. And he's nuts. Like, yeah. I nuts. Nuts doesn't even I, I wish I need to invent a word for what he is right now because I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was telling you, my nephew, he's almost two and he is, I mean, I'm going to start sending you videos of him too. Like same thing. You know, I talked to my sister-in-law yesterday on the FaceTime and and he was just going crazy the whole time. And then he like dropped sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Like they go, 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 go. And then they're done. I don't hear anything from the other room right now. So I'm really hoping he is sleeping. Yeah. But the other day he was he jumps up on the couch. He looks right at me in the face and just walks right off the couch. But like at a run. Yeah. And just like went down and face hit the floor and he just jumped up and started laughing and kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Then he was up and did it again, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I don't even know what to do with that. Yeah. Kids are screwed. Yeah. And my kids are much older. And I, before I came down here, I was telling my husband, I'm like, we're raising feral children. They're feral. (laughs) They're just wild. And I'm sure 
neighbors talk about us because they're all their play is screaming. It sounds like someone's being murdered just every time. You are not. You have great kids. They are lovely people who are also insane. Yeah. Well, we have this right here in our dining room is where we're working all the time mm-hmm. now from school and you can yeah. see right into the playroom and he has this little mickey mouse desk and in the afternoon he watches this british science show cosmos he loves it so he watches okay. one episode after lunch so yeah. i look in there and he's sitting in his mickey mouse desk he loves it watching mm-hmm. cosmos loves the show and i swear to you i typed like 10 words I look back in there and he's standing on the desk dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how he even got up there that fast. Right, I don't either. Singing along with the song and dancing. And I mean, what's wrong with it? Yeah, exactly. You know what my dad always said, though? He always made me feel better. He always said it takes a really healthy kid to be that that chaotic or the, he didn't not exactly but he'd take a very healthy kid to be that dangerous to take a very healthy kid to be that you know crazy that scream, whatever it was whatever's well, going on my wife yeah. and i our biggest issue is that he has had so many issues and surgeries in his life that he has such a high threshold of pain yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That he doesn't know. Like when he walked off the couch and smacked his face on the ground, didn't even phase him because compared to what yeah. he's felt in his life, it's no big yeah. deal. Yeah. Well, there's that's look at that. Right? Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. I'm sure he's going to break something and be like, I'm look at this. positive for you. <laughs> Thank you. Very pre- positive. Yeah. Because <laughs> listen, that's good for you guys, because there's going to be accidents. You know what I mean? I said earlier to my youngest, I'm like, for the millionth time, because she was carrying around a shovel. And I was like, I swear to you, (laughs) if you trip on that or if you throw it at your brother's head, I'm like, we can't go to the mercy room right now. And she's like, the number of times I've heard that. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, take it. Should you have been more concerned as to why she was carrying around a shovel? Oh, well, you know, whatever. We were outside. Okay. It wasn't in the house. It was outside, but still. Yeah. Actually, because I was, I took it from her and I was like, I know the reason that these are often used in horror movies because dang. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you don't, unless you're using your tools a lot, you don't realize how dangerous that equipment is no i got some yesterday because i figured i could start weeding because i don't have anything else to do yeah and uh yeah i had to put those way away from the little man because those are super sharp yeah you know and every i've we've done so many house repairs and stuff like that and i still i hate weeding the most like that is one of the things I'm like, nah, because I mean, how many times have I told you? I'm like, I'm going to pressure wash the house. I'm going to yep. restain the place set. I'm going to, I'm going to um, repaint the shutters on the shed and not, I'm like, we've got weeds growing like crazy. I even like. Here's I what t- you do. Here's what you do though. This is the greatest thing about weeding is you pick yeah. like two or three books that you really want to listen to. Yeah. You put your AirPods in and you mm-hmm. sit, you get a nice blanket and you sit there and yeah, you're pulling out weeds. But you're listening to a book and every time somebody says something to you and then you just point to your ears like, what? What? 
Sorry, I can't hear you. What? I can't hear you. I just, it hurts my hands so much. And oh, you have to get one of those little weeders. You don't use your hand, you nut. There's no. this little... When I was there's this little thing. It's got a handle on it. And it's got like a... And you just you just pop them right out. Ah, I wonder if Amazon... Yeah, that's the thing, though. How can I get to that to my house quickly? Because, you know, Amazon, that's not an option right now. <laughs> I went to... Have you tried... I went to a, like a uh, like a Lowe's or something yesterday. Oh, okay. And how was it? Um, people were walking around like it, it, like nothing was wrong. And I was... Like re- nothing was going on! I yes. was really infuriated. Yeah, every time I go to the grocery, which we try to go like once a week, that's it. First of all, like I drive my husband just so I can be out of the house. Uh-huh. Like, and I sit in the car. But like every time I go, there's just people just chilling, just like whatever, no care in the world. I'm like, am I missing something? Right. <gasps> I know. What's going on? And I'm like all suited up in my mask and gloves. Yeah. And yeah. Every like okay, yesterday when I was at the hall or when I was at Lowe's, it was like half and half. Yeah. So I went to get stuff that we were were, were making repairs around the house. So I went to go get some stuff, and about half the people had masks on, and then the other half look at you like, "Are you an idiot?" I'm like, "No, are you an idiot?" No, I will. No, uh-uh, I'll fight you. Yeah. This is about safety. Did you wear your new Harry Potter face mask? I did not because it has not come yet. Yeah. So that's disappointing. Our friend Teresa, um, his mom was making them, so she got us two and um sent them to us. I'm super excited. I'm very that's amazing. I know. I'm really I, very excited about it. Who, who would ever think that that's something that we would be excited about? <laughs> no kidding. I was reading this article, by the way, that was talking about I know we're very much digressing, but you know, what else? <laughs> I was reading this article about the way life will change after this. And it was like before the 1918 Spanish flu, it was very common for there to be one cup in a classroom or an office setting that everybody drank out of. Whoa. I know. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's my nightmare. I'm just thinking (laughs) of like, could you imagine one cup in our lounge at school? Yeah. No, that's disgusting. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would never drink. No, no. But that's what that's like the the whole point of the article was things will change. You know what I mean? Like based on this. And one of the things that they said, now hold on to your britches. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Okay. Ready? Yeah. That they believe that buffets will go away. Oh, that is scandalous. I don't like that idea. Where are my parents going to go every Thursday at four o'clock if that happens? No, I don't know. Because I enjoy a good only on vacation. Do I enjoy a buffet? But buddy, on vacation, I am here for the buffet. I hear you. Yeah, that's interesting. But of all the things a buffet is going to go. I mean, I get it. No, really, of all the things. Think about it. Okay. Yeah, actually, fun fact. Uh, this girl I went to college with, she said that the reason, cause her dad's a doc was a doctor. He has since passed, but, um, he was a doctor er, in uh, Wisconsin and that his, he was the, uh, um, originator of the idea of a sneeze guard on a buffet. Look at that. Yeah, I know. Now there's sneeze guards legitimately everywhere. Yeah. But apparently that's not gonna, I mean, who knows? This is all speculation for sure. Right. But have you se- have you been to Costco? 
No. Oh, okay. no. So Costco ha- li- has all of their cashiers basically encased in plastic. Yes. Well, Lowe's did the same thing. I don't know if you've seen Lowe's. Uh, yeah. That's nuts. There's just enough space to put your credit card in. And then yeah. the guy kept at- talking to me and I'm like, if you're making small talk, I can't understand you and I can't hear you. <laughs> Were you just like smiling and nodding? Not, yeah, with yeah. a thumbs up. And Absolutely. I'm thinking like you can't you can't like punch little holes in it like you do at the movie theater because that would be right. <laughs> stupid. Right. So, yeah. Like what if that's one of the things? What if that's a permanent move? You know what I mean? Like, do you know that in Europe? Yes, you do. I know you know this because you live there. Cash cashiers are seated yeah doesn't that just make good sense it does why 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 do they have to stand here yeah like what are you trying to prove what are you trying to prove Uh, well you know the more that we get into this like and i'm thinking too all this stuff around the world happening we are like the only country protesting staying home yep yep and it's not just staying home it's keeping people safe is what it is yeah Listen, though, because I really feel like this speaks to our not healthy American attitude of working like you are defined by like this overworking status that you have. Like, I mean, again, it just goes back right to the cashiers. Like, why do they have to stand? And like these people like let us go back to work like calm down. Like, I just think that that is and I mean, no, I'm not to the people who have been furloughed because that is a whole other that's not what I'm talking about here but like people who are like I need to be working I need to be working I need to be working like we don't need to go at this pace that we've been out at you know what I mean like, I yeah. really believe that well that's I know true. you offer, but I know that is that is it is true I, I feel horribly bad for people who you know are just they have nothing. I I saw the story yesterday of like the ten thousand cars in San, San Antonio, um, lining up for the for food. Oh wow! No, I didn't see that. Yeah, wow. and they had ten thousand cars, and they had um, a woman was a waitress, and she had four kids in her car, and she said, "I have absolutely no food at home." And you yeah. know, I get all of that. We just, it, it, you know, you see both ends, no matter what, and yeah if we just had everything in place to help everybody, my biggest fear is that when people start going back to work and like the beaches opened in Florida, that we're going to have these massive hot spots. Yeah. And that that's going to cause, you know, we're going to be worse off than we were than when it started, you know, a while ago. There's yeah. just so many issues to deal with. Yeah. I know. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I mean, like, there's something not right about this system that people, after one month, do have to go to a food bank. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I just think that there's something that we should be able to do to better take care of people in this country. So, I I don't know what that looks like. I just think we, as Americans, we work to the max, to the max, and then what do we have to show for this that after a month people aren't making it? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And we know a lot of our kids at school, they're not making it right now. I mean, they're getting their food from our school district. Yeah. Well, and I mean like Mark and I, my husband and I were talking about this. Like we are so blessed. You know know. what I mean? That we, we are so blessed. And like the fact that this isn't, you know, I mean like, yeah, there are depressing times 
anxious times, you know, about like not being able to get out. Like you feel a little closed off and stuff like that. But really we have been so, we're so lucky and we have to keep that in perspective. You know what I mean? Like I told my mom that the other day I said, I feel guilty for still having my job. Yeah. um, Yes. And she goes, well, it's not like you're getting that money for free. You're working your butt off. And I said, I know I understand, but I just, I feel bad that more people can't be in the situation that I'm in. I wish we are very fortunate for what we have. 100%. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know if people want to hear about us, but we need to talk about Snowbride. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry about that tangent. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about, did you like, Snowbride is an older one. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. Um, And who does it star? It stars um, Katrina Law and Jordan Belfi. And then, of course, Patricia Richardson is in this. So I adore in this movie. Yeah, she's a good one. She she's is goodie. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Katrina Law is Greta, a tabloid reporter who went to Stanford. Um, yeah. And for, I mean, she went for journalism. She... Uh, obviously has talent, but for some reason has settled into this juicy tabloid. Yep. Um, her friend, I guess, is that her friend or her sister that's getting married? It's her friend. Okay. Um, and <laughs> so we learn about the tabloid and the fact that um, there is this family called the Tannen Hills, and then they, I, they seem like the Kennedys to me. That's what they say. They're the West Coast Kennedys. Yeah. So her and the guy and another guy at the tabloid, another reporter, um, they get to head up the new online version of the tabloid. Whoever gets the Tannen Hill story. Right. Cause there's some speculation that one of the Tannen Hill brothers is going to propose to a mystery woman. Right. So whoever can get that scoop first, they're going to be in line to be heading up that new, as a transition to online. Right. Yeah. The tabloid. Um, so they both, you know, know a lot about the family. Um, yeah. And Greta, like, you know, she talks about the fact this is a tabloid. She's, you know, her big thing is just don't get involved. Like, don't put your emotions on these people and you can, it's fine. You can write about them because they do, they write up, they, their whole thing is to bring up juicy gossip about these famous people. Right. And she even said, yeah. you, you can't feel bad for the rich because they don't deserve it. Right. Yeah. So she has got a definite feeling about these people with, without even meeting them. She has a definite, you know, she she already has expectations. Yep. Um, so she tells her friend that she's going to go pick up the dress, not to worry yeah, about the dress. it. Because the, the, the friend that's the bride, um, the, something was not quite right with the dress yet. And so the the friend like started losing her mind. She's like, I got to get this dress. I don't have enough time. And Greta's like, I'll get the dress for you. Right. And yeah. so she uh, and it is not a cute dress. Let's talk about that real quick. No, it's not. <laughs> but she she goes and picks it up from working out. Yeah, she did. And she when she's working out in basically nothing, it's like a tank top and really short shorts. And yeah. she throws the dress in the back of the car and then gets a call from her assistant that the other guy is already up there. At Big Bear Compound. Yeah. During Christmas. And this is one of the things I'm like, 
I, this is amazing about California. Like you can go from sunny California, just a couple hours to like winter Haven, like just gorgeous <laughs> mountain. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what she did. Yeah. And she so manages to get herself stuck. Yeah. And in a snowbank. Yeah. She's looking for the Tannen Hill compound. Right. So she's she's looking for and and she comes up onto the um, compound or allegedly her navigation is saying and she's not seeing it. And then she loses. She's trying to talk to her assistant on the phone and she loses service and her car. She tries to reverse because she's in like this dead end. And then the car gets uh, banked up. Like the, right. the back end up banged up. Yeah. So she and then, of course, the car runs out of gas. Her cell phone's not working. So she decides. And I think this is hilarious. Like This is the funniest <laughs> thing in a Hallmark movie to put on because she's like freezing. She's freezing. She's freezing. So the only thing she can think of is to put on this wedding dress and try to hike it to like a house so that she because she'll she'll freeze to death in the car if she stays there. Right. Because she has nothing yeah and i'm like when i'm watching it i was so so cold for her yeah and so she pulls this dress out and puts it on and she's like and i always thought i thought to myself they always tell you don't leave the car yeah i'm like don't leave the car i don't think she would have made it overnight in that car she was freezing she had shorts and a tank top on that's true how did ben find her i can't remember so she's coming down. So she's coming down like this hill and like, buddy, the whole time she's making me a nervous wreck because she is getting absolutely trashed and she like trips and rolls down this hill and she like is knocked unconscious. That's unconscious. right. Yeah. And Ben, like, luckily she, she falls literally into the lap of uh, Ben Tenenhall and he picks her up and he pu- brings her into the cabin, warms her up by the fire already super romantic right and cozy and very cozy that dog was perfect yeah yes agreed and so he she wakes up and she immediately comes up with this story about being a runaway bride and like because he's like well what's with the outfit she's like well wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> like she's like, I don't want to. Like I don't want to talk about it. And she ends up spending the night. She recognizes him immediately. Yeah. And she and she doesn't tell him his her real name. She says is Greta Kane Stalinsky Kane Abel Abel Ski or yeah. something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he gives her some of his clothes to wear, which yep. is really cute. Was well, super cute, but why does it fit her so well? Right. <laughs> So he tells her it's the caretaker's cabin for a bigger estate. Yeah. So the next morning. Right. They're like having breakfast or he's making breakfast, bacon, delicious. And um, she sees that he's working on something, looks like a novel. Mm -hmm. And she's like very suspicious. And he's not willing to give any information about that. Um, So... um, and then he's not really giving her any information about him either. Well, he calls her, um, he does call her Snow Bride. Yeah, which is um, hilarious. He says he, that he had a fiance once and that she was not what she appeared to be. Yeah. So, and Greta's pretending again still that she doesn't know who he is. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Peter shows up. Yeah. So 
uh, Greta overhears Peters and uh, Ben speaking. Mm -hmm. And so Ben comes clean that he is not the caretaker of this compound. Yeah. And so um, he invites her up to the house, which is so that she can. Yeah. So that she can call to get that tow truck. Yeah. And it's really awkward when they get up to the house because she's just like standing there. And right. they go and have these full on conversations with each other. And then they're like, and who are you? Right. No. So she's standing there looking at pictures and Patricia Richardson character comes in. Mrs. Tannen Hall. I forget what her name is. And she's like, who are you? And she's like, like frozen. I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> but like Jared, her um, Ben's brother shows up with the mystery woman who is Ben's, Ben's fiance. Yeah. yeah. Claire Sinclair, right? She is horrible. She's so awful. She's so bad. She is terrible. She's a bad, bad person. So in the midst of Uh, all that happening, Greta says that she's Ben's date for the weekend. Yes. Ben goes along with Greta being the um, the date for the weekend. I love it. And I love it when they're like by themselves, though, and they quickly go through their lives together. Yeah. The basics of dating. Yeah. Yeah. They're basic. And yeah. so Stanford, Harvard crew, and then she kisses him to get it out of the way. So it's not awkward. Get that first kiss out of the way. I thought that was hilarious. That was so funny. That was very funny. Um, yeah. So she said, you know, she asked where her things were and well, you know, Ben's so spontaneous and romantic and we didn't pack anything. Um, So all the women decided to go shopping down in town. Well, so they're having brunch together and uh, the mom actually invites Greta to go along. Right. And then uh, Claire invites herself. Of course. I don't know. I feel like the mom is very welcoming and very inviting. And I think she's trying to do the best for her, her kids. And I, don't, all the, all the faith. I yeah. don't think the mom was ever underhanded in any way. Nope, I think nope. she is like all seen. Yeah. I think she sees everything and she yeah. could have been very, very rude to Claire, but she wasn't. She, yeah. She really could have. Yeah. yeah. So I like, I like that about her. She was a good. Yeah. Go well, no, one of the things that they're doing when they go into town is they're going to bake something for the children's auction. Yeah. Like a, like a um, fundraiser. So they kind of split up so that they can get their respective supplies for that children's auction. Right. Right. So Claire decides in her infinite wisdom to oh, go into so- a bakery and just hammer this poor baker into yeah. buying the gingerbread house that's there. And then she is going to tell everybody that she made it. Yeah. She's just like, she's so demanding. She won't let him get in a word in edgewise. She's like, give me, she's like being so dismissive and so mean to this guy. And he's trying to tell her something. She's like, I don't care. All I care about is you show up to this, um, at this address at 4 PM. You only give this to me. Right. You, you know that that's foreshadowing something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, the brothers are talking and they get yeah. into a fist fight. Yep. About Claire and because yep. Ben says, you know, it's just a matter of respect. Right. Um, Which, yeah, that's that had to crush Ben to see his brother come in with his ex-fiance. Like right. that's that's you don't have to discuss the fact that that's off limits. Like you know, that's just I feel unknown. like Claire would have shown herself a lot earlier to Ben. Like, yeah, he was coming late to the party because she is yeah. such an awful person. He's so manipulative. But Jared, I blame him. Like he's listen, like 
I mean, and he's kind of depicted as like a playboy and stuff like that. But you know, your husband, your your brother's ex fiance is off limits. Like yeah. that's not a debate. Like I this agree. is not. Yeah, like I felt, I felt Jared was just as to blame as uh, Claire in this. So Ben and Greta find out that they have to spend the night together in the same room. Yeah, they did yeah. not have separate rooms, so that was kind of funny. I said, and I put in my notes, "This must be early Hallmark." Ha ha! Because that would never fly now. <laughs> no, it would not. It needed to be in the same room to, to propel the story, but that's never gonna. That would never happen now. Yeah, in the year twenty twenty, feel like we've. <laughs> gone back yeah yeah so they're baking gingerbread cookies that night and i think that's when they actually look at each other for the first time yeah greta has that um, family recipe for the gingerbread cookies and they seem to be having like seriously a great time right and that's when they the first time they see each other um you can tell by the way yeah yeah um so they're icing the cookies and Ben or Ben and Jared come in or Jared comes in. And so they're actually getting along. And then mom and Peters comes in. And of course, then Claire. Yep. Oh, and they talk about how running for office is a Tannen Hill tradition. Yep. And um, Jared gets, you know, Claire starts laughing and Jared's like, why is that so funny? Yeah. Why is it that I couldn't run for office? Right, right. So, um, anyways, Claire's just continuing to step in it, like the entire movie. Yeah. So, Greta sees Ben's book sitting on the couch, and she starts to read it. Um, Yeah. He's bringing her tea, um, and she says the book is good. He's writing, we find out he's writing a romance. Um, He doesn't want to be a politician. He wants to be a novelist. Yeah. Um, And he said it's, and we know that Greta doesn't have, her parents passed away. And so he says to her, it's easy to say when you don't have anyone to answer to, which was right. That was, that was pretty cold. Yeah, that hurt her. That hurt her. Yeah. Yeah. But so, at the same time, she shouldn't have been sneaking, creeping on his novel. Like that's that was true. his property. Like he had moved it before out of her reach. You right. know? Yeah. But he did apologize for that. Um, he did. And then the baker shows up with the gingerbread house. Yeah. <laughs> and he tries to tell Claire again something and she just shuts the door in his face. Yeah. So yeah. I felt like whatever happened, she totally deserved it. Yeah. So the other reporter is there when they, they're like at the uh, children's event. Yeah, yeah, the children's and the other reporter is there and Greta grabs him. But Claire sees it. Yeah. And it seems to me like she's overhearing, but she doesn't overhear. She just she just sees the exchange. Yeah. Yeah. But she knows something's going on. Yep. She's suspicious. Yeah. She's suspicious because she's always up to no good. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, there's a cute football game where they're playing football yeah, there with is a kid. Cute... Um, yep. Um, Jared. And then mom says that Ben is a natural storyteller. Well, yeah, that's why he wants to be a novelist. Yeah. Um, and then Claire talks about how Ben used to write these little novellas like it was cute. She's uh, so annoying. Yeah. I know. He and you can see Ben's face like he feels very betrayed and embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Because like, yeah. she, she's belittling so much of something he has such a great passion for. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we also find out that Maggie and Peter, they knew each other in college. Um, and they yeah. became very close, but her husband, Evan, who has since passed away, was like a brother to Peter. So, um, you know, they kind of have a relationship, but it's more of a friendship. Right. 
Yep. <laughs> um, so Greta, and, and this is when also Peters finds out about Greta and Ben. And he says, you know, Greta says to him, let me, let us figure this way out of the mess by ourselves. Okay, so what happens is that the bride called Greta about the dress. Thank God, because I'm like, yeah, I'm very worried about this dress too, 100%. (laughs) So Greta takes Ben's car and goes back up to the caretaker's cabin. That's right. And she's looking everywhere for that dress. She can't find the dress, but she comes across those letters that Peters had had written to the mom over time. And so something's up there. So since she has that secret about Peters, she tells Peters... Not that she's a tabloid journalist, but that her and Ben had just met, that they're not in a relationship. Right. Right. And I thought, gosh, when when Peters came in and saw her reading those, I'm like, that's such an invasion of privacy. Yeah, I was like, they don't like this. They don't Uh, like this part. Yeah. I mean, that's like some serious, you know, personal stuff. And she had it all spread out there on the table. Yes. So anyways, they kind of agreed he agreed to let Ben work his way out of it. Um, and then we flash back to the main house and Ben and Claire run into each other in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and this is, I'm sorry. I got lost in my notes. Yeah, no, you're fine. This, um, Greta, tells Ben that she told Peters right. that they just met each other. So I feel like that reveal, um, like you would think that that could kind of derail the whole thing, but for some reason it seems to bring them closer mm-hmm. because Ben offers to let Greta read the novel. Yeah, then. right. He reads it and loves it. And she's like, it's got a very, just, do you remember Bridges of Madison County? Yeah. <laughs> I think that that was probably pretty popular. Maybe no. I mean, that was probably more like 1997. Yeah, that was so, way before that. Yeah. So she, like, she um says that it has a very Bridges of Madison County feel to it. It's just lovely. Um, they have, like, a moment. She right does. There. She like, grabs his hands and tells yeah. him how talented that he is. And they almost kiss each yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. But she you can see like because there's a moment there, but you can see that she's feeling a little bit of guilt because of she's lacking honesty yeah. with him. Like you can see that she's having some actual feelings there. Right. We also find out that her car is now fixed. So she really could leave now. Right. You know what I mean? But she's conflicted. She's talking to her friend, Julie. Um assistant who's kind of been really funny this whole time i thought so about, too yeah about how just lovely the tannin hills are and that they are good people and and julie's like whoa 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 you know like you're not supposed to get involved in these people like you're supposed to you're supposed to not like not see them as actual people because then you won't be able to write the story right right yeah yeah and i agree jules was really funny yeah so Ben goes into town and gets like a bunch of dresses and shoes and wants to take, you know, wants her Greta to go to the Christmas ball with him. Yes. How sweet is that? Like, that is like, to me, that's like a dream that a man would like just go and buy tons of different dresses and like different sizes and different shoes and different size. I mean, not not that part that they'd be in different sizes, but just that lack of like, or that not lack that over thoughtfulness. Yeah. is Just, Oh, Oh 
Yeah. I love that. And so uh, once again, she the theme for Christmas um, seems to be red dresses. Of course it is. And she's killing it. Yeah, she was. She was killing it in the red dress. Yes. And he stops dead in his tracks. Yep. Yep. He sees so, her. so she comes down to the because he tells her last minute. She's like, oh, by the way, there's a really important charity ball at our house tonight. <laughs> no, not at our house. But like that my mom runs. Right. Like super important charity ball. So that's why he buys her the dresses and the shoes. So, again, she could have left by now because her car was fixed. All that good stuff. But he like he's wanting her to say he like we're seeing definite connection between these two. Right. Right. And so during the um, dance, Greta tells Peters to go ask, um, go ask Maggie to dance. Yes. And it was really cute when he went up and asked her. Yeah. And um, she was like, you know, me. And it was just I, I really like that scene. Yeah. Yeah. So also at that charity ball is that other uh, journalist from the tabloid. Right. What? So Claire catches um, Wes and um, uh, Greta talking, and he she Claire asks another guy who Wes is, and so that's when Claire starts putting together what's going on with Greta. Right. That's finally yeah. Um, we also have that scene where Claire dances with Ben. So awkward. Yes. Right. Jared but Jared Butson. Um, well, because she tells Ben, she says, I care about you and I miss you. And I didn't yeah. realize how much until I saw you again. Yeah. And then Jared freaks out and asks yeah. Claire to marry him. Right. Right there. Yeah. And she says, yes. Well, did you yeah. see Maggie's face? Yes, I did. Oh, my gosh. I felt so bad for. I know. Yeah. That whole family. Because Ben, he leaves. Yeah. He leaves because he's so upset seeing this proposal. Because, again, they're supposed to be, like, this is just such an off-limits situation. Like, this should never have gotten this far. Jared should have never brought her home. Right. They should never There's so many things along the way that should not have happened. Exactly. So, you know, and I don't think it's that Ben isn't over her. Exactly. It's just that, like, it's just so... I would just be so shocked at this behavior of these adults who are supposed to be caring about me i think it's the trust and respect issue yeah absolutely well and you and i both have big loyalty yes we do and there's no there was none there so greta follows him out and asks him if he's okay ben asked greta to dance and and uh you know she asked him he's he acknowledges that claire was just using him Right, because they had the conversation, why did you break up? And he said, Ben says his his name was always in the tabloids. um, And he knew that he knew that all his private details were being leaked by Claire. Yeah, right. But then it's the clincher because he says he feels like he can trust Greta. Yeah, yeah. And then they kiss underneath the mistletoe. Yep. But it is not. okay. so this is really funny. Um, he she breaks off that kiss. Mm-hmm. Right. Very switched for Christmas kiss breaking off. Yeah. And the writer of this is Tracy R. Andreen. And she also wrote switch for Christmas. <laughs> so that must be Tracy's like signature move. The break off of the kiss. <laughs> That's pretty funny. This shouldn't have happened yet. Because <laughs> I remember thinking I was like, oh, no, this is very switch for Christmas. Remember that kiss from switch for Christmas yep. between Candace? 
Oh boy. Whoo. So this isn't on that level. Like I wasn't like, whoo, like I was the first switch for Christmas, but it definitely had those notes of, uh, these two are pretty good together. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Greta, you know, they, she goes, she's not able to sleep. She goes outside and she finds Maggie sitting on the porch. Yeah. Um, you know, and they start talking about, she, they're obviously getting along. She says it feels yeah. good to laugh again. Um, and so Maggie tells Claire about how tells about how Claire propositioned her husband. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, yes. And her husband showed her the door and Maggie yep. is a firm believer in things working out as they should. Yeah. And so little did we know that Maggie was setting her up. Right. Yeah, she was setting Greta serious, up. That's some hot gas. Yes. Some hot gas. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then we, we flash away to um, the fact that Greta's still reading his story. She's, yeah. She's crying at the end of it, and she sends the book over to her friend at Warner Books. Yep. Um, so that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So she's so, doing that more on a personal level. Yeah, so listen, she's telling Julie about this, the assistant. Right. And Julie says hilariously do you have a flow chart for this level of deception because there's been so many things that have happened that are you know deceiving that was very funny I thought that was hilarious so So, Claire finds out who Greta is by looking on the Pulse's website right yeah well she looked up Wes yeah the other journalist on the um in the tabloid and then she's scrolling down she sees Greta's picture yeah. and Claire's like oh I got you now mm-hmm. and at home we're all like oh son of a gun <laughs> like, we knew that the deception was gonna have to come out but goodness right so, so Ben they have this little scene where Ben's watching football right and they start Ben starts tickling her which I thought was really cute sure and <laughs> Um, and then we find out how nasty the gingerbread house is. Yeah, they um, Jared brings in the gingerbread house because he was the high bidder on this. Um, and Claire, you know, Claire was so obnoxious about it. Of course, Jared bought it, you know, paid for it. Anyway, they all take a piece. Jared, Ben and Greta take a piece of the gingerbread house. And it's disgusting because it's not actually cookie. Right. Yeah. So, um you know, they're, they're starting to say what's going on with the gingerbread house, and Claire jumps out and says that Greta is a spy and a reporter and that she yeah. works for the Pulse. Yep, yep. Um, so Ben, of course, um, they kind of have it out right there in front of the family. Yeah. Ben asks her to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the one. Like, the mom isn't that upset. Jared looks shocked. Peter's just kind of like knowing but ben is like this is uh this is non-negotiable you need to leave right and but so we don't know later we find out that maggie has this whole thing under control right yeah yeah because she is right. remarkably calm in the situation right but i will say the one thing that was stressing me out absolutely the most uh, peters gives greta the fixed dress thank god no kidding. Thank God. I was so worried about this. I'm like, there's this woman out there who doesn't even know that her wedding is ruined. I know. Like, like, totally clueless. <laughs> yeah. So, um, right, we you know. cut to, yeah, we cut to like Greta back in her old life and she's right. talking to the bride on the phone. Um, and the bride, um, sends an invitation. Yeah. To Ben. Right. 
Right. Which is super um, interesting. It was very interesting. And then Greta tells, like, is having a sit down with her boss and he, she tells him it is a no go. Like right. she is not going to report on the Tannen Hills or what she found. Right. And he says, if you don't, you're out of here. Yeah. So, yeah. And he, she says they're nice people. Yeah. Right. Um, so she's, she's packing up her desk and she sees, cause she's, that's it. She's like, no, I'm not going to work for this company anymore. And he, and like Julie or somebody is telling her that there's, that's fine. There's an inform, there's an informant who will tell on the Tannen Hills right. and who walks in, but Claire, but Claire. Claire, yeah, Claire walks in. She's the informant on the family. And that nasty look on her face too, as she's walking around. Yeah. So then we see Ben standing in the gazebo and Claire comes up to him and he says, don't be mad at me, Ben. I still care about you. I did what I did out of love. I love you, Ben. And he says, are we interchangeable to you? Right. Right. Yeah. And um, he tells her to leave and that he's going to tell Jared the truth. Um, And she she turned into such a two year old. No, I know. She really did. She threw that ring at Jared. Well, she hits him with a snowball. Yeah. And then throws the ring. Right. And so then the... Like, excellent little child. Yeah. 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 So the two brothers... She leaves, and the two brothers are over in the snow looking for the ring. Right. Oh, it was... She was... Uh, I, I'm glad she got her own. Right. I am, too. I am, too. Yeah. So hopefully that's the last that family ever has to see of her um the story go ahead no i was just gonna say greta comes to talk to the family which i thought was really brave of her well i think she 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 loves ben she knows they're a good family and she wanted to come and tell them that the story was still gonna happen now this was yeah she wanted to warn them that Claire was trying to sabotage their their father who had deceased. Right. Now, this right? was the best part of the entire movie. Yeah, it was for because sure. I love Maggie it. was so well, Maggie and Peters both were like so calm and relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Right. So he's like he Peters grabs the phone and said, hold, please. For me. it was so awesome. Maggie Tannenhall. Yes. Yeah. And so they call Pulse. Which was Greta's old tabloid newspaper. Right. And hands the phone to Maggie and Maggie tells the her old boss, Greta's old boss, that she is now buying a pulse. Yeah. And she just, you know, Maggie uh and uh this boss had always got along and she wanted to make sure that, you know, everything was what did she how did she say it? She was like, We're that we are all good here. Or something. Yeah, well, she had actually, as soon as Greta showed up, she did a background check on her. So she knew who she was all along. Right. And she actually ended up um, when she when they were sitting out on the porch together, she gave her that information to see what she would do with it. And then she purchased Pulse. And so the whole thing was, I mean, Maggie was. Yep. Maggie Maggie was was in charge. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> so she gets up and leaves. Greta does. Yep. And she hands Ben an envelope and says, please don't hate me for this. Right. And it's a letter from that publisher mm-hmm. wanting to give Ben a contract. And they were given in that contract, not knowing that he was Tannenhall, a Tannenhall. Right. So like just totally based on merit. Right. Yeah. So then they say, you know, what are you going to do about Greta? So yeah. Greta's at her friend's wedding and Ben shows up. Mm hmm. Um, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, 
and he he like it. I don't think it would have ended well if when she came to the house they would have. I like that he came to the wedding. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just. I don't know. That was a, it was an interesting choice to me that they decided to like have him hold off. Like he just needed to think about it more or I'm not sure. Okay. So that was the only thing that felt like a misstep to me. Okay. I was like, we could have to wrap this up at the Tannen Hill com- compound, Big Bear compound. But <laughs> I guess I wanted like to get it more into a spring like setting at that wedding or something like that wedding looked gorgeous. It was like on the beach or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I but, think uh, he yeah. needed to be, but I think he needed to be just Ben and not part of the Tannen Hill. He needed Name, to be yeah. just Ben with Greta, I think. Yeah. Okay. So then they, there's that kiss. Mm-hmm. Finally. What'd you think of the kiss? It was pretty good. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was all about it. Were you? Yeah, it was. I don't know. I think I would have given it, like, if we were to rate them now, I would have given it, like, a six. Ooh, I would I said eight out of ten. Look at you. Well, and we, I I didn't mention this in the beginning, but, like, because we watched this, like, two weeks ago, like I said, and um, I was not in a good place that day when I watched it. And this movie totally brought me out of my funk. I thought it was super funny. I thought it was witty. Um, I just thought it was, well really well done well good (laughs) that's awesome i know i was talking to you before you watched it and i was really i was i was a little concerned it was the first because it was the first time that i had seen it i've never seen this before i know you had seen it before so so what did you think about coziness i thought there were some really cozy scenes when he brings her into that cabin at the um the caretaker's cabin i thought that was really cozy um there's a couple scenes like where I don't know. I thought them walking through that town. The town reminded me of like Aspen or what was the one we watched? Mm, winter With, in Vale. Vale. Yes. It reminded me of Vale, um, which I thought was, you know, we talked about that at that town. I thought it was super cozy. And then um, I don't know. I thought the family of the Tannen Halls were cozy. So I would I would give it probably like a seven out of ten cozy. I completely agree. I think it yeah. was I was like I was thinking seven point five because okay. the cabin at the beginning was just it was so cozy. But I thought the Tannen Hill family they were very sweet, very cozy, very welcoming. Yeah. I re- once they got rid of Claire, yeah. that was like the Ooh. perfect household. Yeah, it really was. Because Jared is a likable guy. He's just, I think, without direction. I think he just something. honestly wanted to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. So he always felt, I think he just felt like the second, they should have done a follow-up to this one where Jared found love. Oh, That's that would have been a good one. Where are they at? It's been seven years. Go ahead and make this happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about yeah. uh, Snow Globe? I would give this one a Snow Globe. It's been a long time since I've given a snow globe, and I would give this one a snow globe. Really yeah. liked it. What about uh, you? Um, yeah, I think I would just for the coziness. Yeah. Um, in this, in all honesty, this is one of my wife's favorite movies. Uh, see, I didn't know that. She yeah. loves this one. Yeah. Do you? Um, do you think that these two would stay together? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do, too. I feel like she would challenge him and he like he's good for her. Like, yeah, I just thought that they were really and she would do great in that family. You know, that's a family that she could have now since she had lost um, her grandma and her her, and her own parents. Um, I just think it all clicked. 
Yeah, I think it all worked. And I think Maggie really liked her. And I think anybody that was going to be part of that family would have to get through Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. It's good. Yeah. Wrap that one up. We did. Sure did. <laughs> all right. Well, um, so we have two springtime ones that we still have to do. Yeah. Fashionably yours. Yep. And... I can't remember the title of the other one. The one, for, <laughs> the, the one that was from last night, which um, we have them both recorded, so we'll have to right. get those done. Yep. And then we pro- we have another Christmas movie coming up as well. We haven't decided what we're doing on that one yet. No. Everybody, you know, I know, thanks for being patient with us. I know we've been kind of um, a little bit behind... You know, we're, we're trying to figure this out kind of like you guys are, too. It was Nature of Love was the one from last night. Right. Emily Olerup. And she was also in the Christmas movie from Friday Night with Love Christmas. Yeah. I yeah. love her, so I am really looking forward to that one. She seems very wholesome. Yes, I love her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, well, we hope everybody's staying safe. Hope everybody's staying inside. Yeah. And um, hope everybody's healthy. So, and if you happen to be listening and you are a healthcare worker or a first responder, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. I hope everybody continues to stay at home um, for our healthcare workers and, you know, for their community members. But, like, let's stay home. Let's not overwhelm the healthcare system. We've been doing good. Everybody just keep eyes on the prize. Right. Right. Yeah. All right, and thank you for being patient with us. Yeah. We'll try to stay with it and uh, get everything. It was a rough week. It was a rough week. Well, like, before all this happened, we were really good. We would do Sunday mornings. Yeah. We'd get everything done, and now it's just, it's hard because our schedules are so crazy. Right. And it's hard not being, like, in person doing this together. It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully by the time the Christmas movies roll around for next year, we'll be back together again. Yeah, I think we will. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah. (laughs) All All right. right. Everybody take care and we will be talking to you soon. See you soon.